Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuhu. There is much that is beyond our ability to comprehend. And for many people, this makes great difficulty because they're uncomfortable not knowing. They're uncomfortable not being in control of things. It leaves them feeling empty that they don't know answers to things. Yet, we are fated not to know answers to things. It is our lot that the resolution to not knowing is faith. And faith resolves the situations that we cannot comprehend. We are told by the prophets, by the walis, by the katubs, by the holy scriptures, as to the way things are, and as to the way things are meant to be. But, we don't necessarily see all those things. We don't necessarily know them by personal interaction or personal knowledge. We know them secondarily. We know them through the prophets, through the holy books, through the friends of God through the ones who tell us that they've had personal knowledge. When we come into contact with some of these people who've had personal knowledge, we see there is a difference in them. They're not like the ordinary man walking down the street. There's something other about them. Their faith is stronger than we can imagine. Their faith is stronger than our faith. Their ability to be at peace is stronger than our ability to be at peace. Their ability to overcome adversity is stronger than our ability to come to overcome adversity. There's no doubt in their being. There's no speculation in their being. They are not susceptible to being moved. They are steadfast and strong in their belief 
and in their faith. And in that, they become a wellspring for others to learn how to be strong in their own faith. How to be rooted into their faith so that they cannot be moved. And this is the place that most of us are in. We need to have strong faith in order to answer our dilemmas. We have to be convinced that what we've been told by the prophets and the Ketubs and the Walis and the holy books are true. And we have to believe in these things. As a matter of fact, in the demands of the religions, they tell you that to be part of the religion, you have to believe certain things. We have to believe in a day of judgment. We have to believe in angels. We have to believe that God is one and alone and supreme. And without these beliefs, not only are we not part of the religion, we're not part of a strong faith because we doubt the things that we've been told. Now, the mind is skeptical. The mind is sarcastic. The mind makes light of the situation and indicates to us doubt. The mind is susceptible to doubt. And through this, the mind becomes agitated with anxiety and fear. The way fear and anxiety are done away with is an increase in faith. An increase in the belief that this world has been created out of love and is ruled by love. And that that love will not abandon us. Sometimes we're fortunate enough to have relationships in this world where we understand loyalty. Where people are loyal to us. Where we are loyal to other people. Where they can count on us not to abandon them 
and we can count on them not to abandon us. This isn't so common. The mind is so powerful that in many situations, self-motive and self-gratification take over things like loyalty and love. But, if faith is strong, and if commitment to God, to Allah, is strong, then the rules that Allah has set forth for us become important and become strong within us. It is said that we are to hide the faults of our brothers and sisters. We are not to speak about them. We are to cover them, to protect our brothers and sisters. Yet there are those who see that as not being important. If we are a faith-based people, then we understand that the rules of faith are important. And the attitude that Allah has towards us is the attitude that we must have towards others. Allah is always ready to forgive us. Allah is always ready to love us. Allah is always ready to uplift us and take us to higher and higher places. We must believe that whatever station we are in, we will be taken to a higher station. And we must have the sabur, the patience, that allows us to be taken to that higher station. If patience doesn't exist, then we will go in other directions. We will begin to allow doubt to infiltrate our being. This is the importance of patience. Patience exists in everything. Patience is the salve that can heal all wounds. When someone's in the hospital, let's say with a broken leg, they can't walk on it. If they try to walk on it, they're going to make it worse than it is. They have to be patient while the leg is set. They have to be patient 
while they're put into a cast or some sort of contraption that carries the weight of their leg so that the bones have the time to heal. And they have to be patient not to move in the way they used to move. They need patience for the healing process to happen so that the leg can return to what the leg was. What the leg is supposed to be. What the leg is supposed to do. It's like that with us. We have to have the patience to be elevated to the level that we are supposed to be. To what we were meant to be. To what God intended us to be. To what the prophets came to teach us to be. To what the Ketubs came to show us to be. We have to incorporate the patience in our own being the same way we would have patience with a broken leg. Now with a broken leg, you know what it's going to be like when it heals because you see legs that work. And you know through experience that your leg can heal and be whole again. We as individuals have to heal in order to be whole again. And we have to have the patience to allow ourselves to heal to become whole again. And if we were fortunate in our experience in life, we saw human beings who were whole. Human beings who had transcended the pulls and pushes of the lower self that were constantly motivated for making the self larger in this illusory world. To understand the difference between becoming larger in this illusory world and the detriment that that can do to us and understanding that our real place is not in this illusory world but is in the kingdom of God and that is reality is a huge step for an individual to take and not everybody is capable of making that leap why? Because their faith is weak and their mind is strong. And the stronger the mind, the less capable we are of making that leap of depending on the world to depending on Allah. And we are told by all of the prophets and all of the Ketubs, and all of the friends of Allah, 
and all of the Holy Scriptures that our only salvation is in God. Our only hope is in God. There is no other place where true hope exists. There is nothing else that can elevate us or save us or take us to where we are meant to go. And as long as we hold on to those other things that we believe can help us, we create veils between ourselves and the true helper. So, we have to become surrendered to our belief system that the world will somehow assist us. We have to become surrendered to the belief system that we can find a place for ourselves in the world. For the truth is that we are in this world as wanderers and we have no home here. Every home that we assume in this world will collapse and will break down and will leave us homeless. Whether it happens by elemental forces or the passage of time, everything will disappear. We constantly have examples in the world to show us the temporary nature of our homes in this world and to show us that the elemental forces are in constant conflict to destroy that which we call our homes. Witness the recent fires in California. Witness the recent tsunamis and earthquakes, the hurricanes, the tornadoes, the destruction that has happened in so many parts of the world close to us. The utter destruction of Puerto Rico, the destruction of Houston, the destruction of sections of Florida. These are all recent headlines, one after the other, after the other, after the other. If we look at history, we can see the migrations of people because places became uninhabitable and they could no longer live there. We must understand that we have no true home in this world. No matter if we live in a hut, under a tree, or in a castle, we have no true home in this world. The Sufi walks 
and wanders. And he goes from place to place because he has no place in this world, but he has a place in reality. And that place goes with him wherever he goes. So we have to carry that reality with us wherever we go. And we have to understand that our true home is not the domicile that we've created outside of ourselves, but the domicile that we've created inside of ourselves that allows Allah to exist within us and for us to be cognizant of that existence. And that only occurs when we become like Allah. When we become pure. When we become without attachment to all of the glitters and fascinations and magnetisms that are in the world. When we give up <clears throat> our reliance on powers that can move us through things. When we give up our reliance on being able to control those around us. When we give up our reliance on all of our tricks and treacheries that we commit in the world in order to make gains in the world. There's a reason for monasteries. Yet monasteries aren't available to everyone. So we have to create our own monastery in the midst of the world. And that monastery is within ourselves and among people who understand the truth. Among people who, as opposed to being aggressive, are meek and mild. Among people who see their way as giving as opposed to taking. Who see their growth in giving up the things of the world as opposed to gathering the things of the world. We need friends and companions who are this way and to have friends and companions who are this way we must become this way or the ones who are like that will not be able to abide being with us they won't be able to stay in our presence because there is an odor to the demonic forces that they cannot abide. So, we have to learn to become small. We have to learn to become non-aggressive. And as the world continues to tell us 
that we have to be something other. We must be able to see through the lies of the world and understand God's truth. We have to be unaffected by the advertisements that the world gives us trying to tell us what's pure and what's true and what's desirable and what's not desirable. Satan will speak to you at your weakest point. Satan will speak to you through your strongest desire. Satan will speak to you to take you off course. And the closer you come to being on course, the more time he will devote to you to remove you from the straight path. So we have to constantly, daily, reinforce our path. We have to constantly, daily, say to Allah, bring yourself to me in a way that I can understand. Bring yourself to me in a way that I can feel you. Bring yourself to me in a way that I can see myself with you and within you. Show me yourself so that I can disappear within you. Bring me closer and closer to you. Allow me to give up the lies of this existence and not hold them as truth. Allow me to know that all that exists in reality, in Haq, is you and your way. And allow me to become part of that way. The Surat al-Mustaqim, the straight path, is the path for each of us. And that path is narrower than a hair. But to an ant, a hair is a bridge. And we must understand that. That if we become small, the path to Allah becomes easier. As we become larger, the path to Allah becomes obscured because we have placed so many impediments in the way of that path. And those impediments are the paths that we take in this world. The attempts to fulfill the desires that we have in this world. Can we learn to have things without attachment? Because it's evident you have to have some things in this world. Can we learn to live without attachment? Can we learn to move forward without attachment? Can we learn to do what it is that we have to do without attachment? Can we be in a place where whether we are successful in our imaginations or unsuccessful in our imaginations, we are still the same? Can we move in that direction? 
can we be peaceful not because of what we have in this world but because we have Allah and we are confident that we have Allah can our confidence grow in Allah and give up the world can Allah be enough for us can that be the answer to our problems why are you sad because you don't have Allah how do I change the way I am trust more in Allah how do I become what I need to become trust more in Allah can the answer to all of our questions be Allah and can we believe that the answer to all of our questions is in fact Allah all praise is to God alone subhanallah 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 there is no other worthy of praise there is no other worthy of knowing there is only Allah Allahu Ahad Allah is one he is the supreme and we are capable of being close to him and disappearing into him this is our glory and may our glory come to be Amin Amin Ya Rabbil Alamin Assalamu Alaikum Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh